I was uh, talking to some of the listeners I was asking them about like what kind of things that they want on the show like mm. topics and stuff and they definitely said to get more men on the show because okay. they wanted to get like the inside track so do you think Fanny First is attractive? I think <laughs> maybe the wrong person to be the wrong man Quite to be possibly asking possibly the right, right, right man, wrong man to be asking see I'm getting flustered even with He's the like, word uh, uh, what is it cannot confuse Fanny what where where <laughs> Welcome to the 30th episode of Girls With Goals. Our podcast is 30, which means it's catching up with my age, which makes me very, very sad. But anywho, I'm not going to dwell. I'm just going to introduce our amazing panel today. RT2FM DJ and music writer Tara Stewart is here and choreographer, performer and teacher Paul Ryder joins us in studio as well. Lads, you're very welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. So we're going to start off with our game. It's called Six Words or Less and it's for our listeners and our readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourselves in six words or less. So who wants to go first? I always choose, but who wants to go first? Um, oh, this is why I choose. Okay, cool. This, well, I, <laughs> I was letting the lady go first. Um, okay. Ah, yeah, good yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Just in yeah. case I need to change yeah, mine. Yeah, you're like, oh, damn it. Like, I feel like I didn't get the brief properly. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Um, I actually, I was like, just, I got words that describe me emotionally rather than what I do. That's okay. Is that's, that okay? That's nice. I like emotion. Okay, I, go, I need to calm down. But like, mine is like <laughs> I literally was like really thinking about it on the train this morning I was like what it's about me I was going to say positive compassionate confident funny motivated DJ and fun girl nice there we go I think that was about eight words yeah. but you know what that's okay it was an emotional one so I, I liked it very good six words or less Paul uh Exterior means queen, interior means business. Whoa. Okay, didn't think about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Interior means queen, exterior means... Exterior means queen. So on the outside, she's a queen. Okay. The interior, the business brain is always ticking. And Mm. a good friend of mine who you know, Suzanne Kane, helped me with that one. Really? Oh, yeah, because she'd been on the show a couple of weeks ago and I mailed her and I was like, I'm just going to end up being like, boy needs boyfriend. (laughs) Help me, Suzanne. So she kind of gave me a bit of a guideline into, into what I should what I should be saying I love that it's becoming something that people give advice on oh, as yeah. well yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah it seems to get people on the spot which is pretty much what I want to do I feel like if this was a job interview you would have got the job <laughs> <laughs> oh and turned it into a competition <laughs> always no <laughs> Paul let's talk about drag for a minute so obviously you blew everyone away on Ireland's Got Talent and it was such a huge platform as well I think to display the artistry of drag when did it become a part of your life? Like, are we talking very, very young? Not really. I've always been a performer. So right. the performance side of things was always was, was always came forefront. But then I started to choreograph for drag queens because obviously being a dancer and I kind of wanted to get into that world. It was so like... And I was 16 when I started working in clubs that I probably shouldn't have been in and, you know, dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. And then one time I got, a, I got a job on a show and they were stuck for a performer and they're like well you sing you go on and sing so I kind of enjoyed the attention that that was getting and I enjoyed being at the forefront and not being the dancer anymore Yeah. but so many people didn't care they were like oh who's this fella singing like no one cared so they always loved the drag queens they only wanted to see a drag queen so I kind of thought well if you can't beat them join them slightly and that's kind of where the, 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 the androgynous kind of character came from and from there I've just kind of built it up and for years so many people were like oh but you're not a drag queen and I was like 
oh I'm just a performer yeah but now you just I put the two together and it's like I'm a drag performer because obviously you could get red for no wig and you know the, the different aesthetic that I have but let's just talk about this for a second you just said it there kind of off the cuff you could get red so I mean I'm a huge fan of drag I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race in particular I binge watch it constantly so if people don't understand or know much about the culture of it so what does it mean to get red to get red means people people criticise you like on social media and stuff like that or okay. they criticise you to your face so there's so many terms like you need a book of terms that drag queens use and, yeah. but the, the funny thing is, is that those terms are now in just popular culture Yeah, it's now just what is being said do you know but is it all done in kind of good fun it's not necessarily like it's not hating to your face like does anybody ever get really offended by it um Oh, if you're sitting in a room with drag queens after a show and the, the drinks are flowing and you're kind of having that good kiki, which means having that good chat with your friends, yeah. all tea, all shade will be spilled. Mm. Right. Which means I'm going to tell you what's going on. Yeah. Do you know that sort of way? So it all depends on the context. Like like everything, there's good, there's, there's bad, there's indifferent. Yeah. So how long does it take to get ready? Top to bottom. For a performance. Two and a half hours. That's, wow. a, that's, a, that's on a... That's on a an okay day yeah. like I mean between the shower the shave the, the makeup the costume the all the different entities that have to come together it can take between two to two and a half hours for me to be fully ready to go but wow. then there's opportunities where people will be like okay you need to be ready in an hour and a half Yeah, and that's like you're running you are running to your face and running through everything it's like paint by numbers you're like one, two, three getting everything ready so to there's go. a process obviously that you total go through process, yeah. total process because when I'm doing my makeup I don't know about you Tara but when I'm doing my makeup I literally just change it every single time that I do it I just slap it on literally with my fingers and I don't even own a brush you're probably like oh my god you don't own a brush <laughs> I don't even have a brush <laughs> and I actually was getting like this makeover done the other day and the girl was like like, um, so what concealer do you use and what um, other things she said yeah, yeah, that yeah. I didn't know I was like oh I've never used it and her face she was like are you like a cave woman what's wrong with you my friend gives out to me so much if I ever put up on Instagram that I'm just like slapping on makeup and there's no brush she'll proper give out to me and yeah. not talk to me for a little while I literally while. use just this finger and just like put on my foundation with that because I just haven't bothered to get it's a Paul, brush Paul mad at us now I think. no I, I just I've never could you uh, no I've never tried it you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm like, speechless what is this finger you talk about I've never tried it I must I must try and put my makeup on but then I'm no good at the makeup I, I like I used to put green in the corner of my eyes and a bit of like red on my lip and think I was RuPaul like yeah. this is many many years ago okay. so sitting with drag queens over the years like they'd be like Paul can, can we can we talk about this eye you're trying to do and I'd be like help me <laughs> that's all development yeah like Total some, development. some weird fashion choices and then yeah so and I think you, makeup the makeup has changed like fashion drag makeup has changed over the last couple of years as well it, yeah. is, it has evolved into different different styles and what's right now and what's wrong now. And But I think now we live in a day and age, which is what I was happy to do, that drag is anything. Drag yeah. is what you make of it. And I didn't set out to do that. I set out to perform and to do my thing. But the, the amazing response I got back was that you've opened up a whole different window of drag so that it's not just what we see on RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag is, yeah. is, is an aspect of performance. I mean, I was going to ask you about that as well. Like, obviously, you know, there's the kind of drag queens who wear a lot of padding and yeah. there's the big wigs and this kind of thing. So you weren't setting out to be different or to represent something different. You were just kind of portraying what you felt on the inside. I was portraying what I've been standing by for the last 10 years. So many people, like I said, have read me 
drag queens that I've worked with, drag queens that I know, stuff that I've heard behind my back. Right. Been like, why is he doing this? Like, what? what I don't get it. It's not drag. It's not drag. And I've always just stuck by my guns, being like, I don't care what you say. So, is there a little bit of snobbery, maybe, in the drag community then, when it comes to that? Like, when it comes to defining what drag is? I think as much as people want to turn around and say there isn't, yeah, absolutely there is. I'm afraid uh, of change. With the, yeah, afraid of change and almost afraid of something different coming up in the ranks. Maybe you right. know, coming coming under under the radar to try and do something different. Uh, so it might I be popular than what something else is. Yeah, and, and I always stood by the fact that I got out on the television and I did it. Nobody yeah. else tried to audition for that show that mm. you know that was reading me for it. Nobody else tried out for that show. I did, and I was lucky to then be able to take that platform and show people that drag is of all different shapes, sizes, genders. You know, makeup styles, costumes, everything. And what is the community like in Ireland at the moment? Because I mean, like you said, there you went on to Ireland's Got Talent, which is a huge platform and a huge stage here in Ireland mm. to kind of represent the drag community, I suppose, because we hadn't really seen that on a main stage Irish talent show anyway before. So what's the community like? I mean, like, how many drag queens are we talking or running around the country? There's all, there's like all, there's different like levels of okay like so because and we call them we call baby queens who are like the new queens who watch RuPaul's Drag Race and think they're and they are a lot of them are fierce. oh I think I'm a baby queen <laughs> but like then you've got the ones who like who have been doing it like longer than me and I look up to and then it's weird to think that I'm somebody who people come up to me and go oh my god like I look up to you and you know you went out and did that and then yeah. below that is like it is it's a chain it's like yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a food chain kind of vibe, isn't it? it is yeah. a higher it is a hierarchy but I think when you start to treat it like that that's when you're taking drag too serious is it competitive oh my god now I am so lucky that I am one of the only live singing drag queens in this country well, this I think there's the like thing, two yeah. or three mm. and I'm the only one in, in my kind of instance so I'm lucky that I don't have to fight with oh you did that number and that's my number and that's my look and because I'm on my own being like I'm over here having a lovely time <laughs> yeah. singing my song um, but it is it is a competitive industry and it's quite a small industry yeah. I feel like that's it's hard and if, if you don't have the, if you don't have the like the hard skin mm. yeah. you're not going to last mm. you are not going to last and do you see people come through that don't make it I suppose I don't know what quantifies making it I mean because the thing is with drag I feel like it is an expression and it's about breaking down barriers and being yourself no matter what so sometimes when you put that into the context of it being a competition like it almost takes away from it a little bit so Mm. I don't think anybody would lose at being a drag queen but like do you see people come into the world with gusto and then go not for me no thanks yeah I've seen so many queens I've been hosting a show you know the Ringmasters Drag Race which is a competition side of things I was going to ask about that it's in like it's eighth year now or something we're in our ninth year ninth this year, year, this year wow. will be our ninth year um, Amazing. and I've seen so many queens who've done it who have been so driven and so like hungry for the drag and for the performance and then they just realise that it's such a hard industry to crack if you're not in with the right circle and if you're not in at the right moment it mm. really is a hard industry to crack so they've just kind of given up and gone back to the day job I've stuck at it performance was always my was always my forte it was always something I wanted to do so if I'm not going to do drag yeah. I'm going to do something within performance or right. entertainment or media because that's that's my goal and I'm never going to give that up So tell us about this Ringmasters thing then Is it can anybody get involved in it? We ha- well it's it's like X Factor mixed with RuPaul's Drag Race mixed with Big Brother and it's a live show right? live show okay, we used perfect. to run it when, when the Dragon Bar was open on Georgia Street we used to run it for like 10 weeks whereas wow. then when that finished and they'd get eliminated each week and my God, the drama I could fill you in on over those 10 weeks oh, was God. unbelievable but we had some amazing judges Michelle Visage was a judge for us um, different Irish celebrities over the years but now we run it uh, one night a year yeah 
and this year it's June 10th in the Sugar Club tickets are available um, and yeah we, I, I'm still picking through the contestants myself and the judging panel we sit and we pick through the contestants um, we had your friend Terry Murphy who was yeah, there you judge. were there last year weren't you yeah so Terry was judging but yeah I was there attending and it was like I had the best crack I thought it was amazing but it's, it was very like it, like drag is like that where you're like oh my god stay the person up there yes! but then you're kind of like you're cheering them on at the same time but then when someone's amazing you can feel that everyone feels that they're amazing do you know yeah, what I mean yeah the, the, the room changes but it is it's my it's my funnest project that I kind of take on and it is my baby I write I produce it I direct it it's brilliant yeah. I have to say like it's one of the best nights out you'll have I'm not just saying that because you're here but honestly so what is. about if you were to turn that into a TV show do you have aspirations of becoming the face of drag in Ireland like imagine bringing something like that which you said is the best night that you've been to you know I think to, I said I said, some, I said something in an interview when I was doing the, the Ireland's Got Talent promo thing and I said about how I would love to turn RuPaul's Drag Race into I wouldn't be the one to take that on Right. I wouldn't be the head face of that because Big there's thing. people there's people mm. who are who have been in this country your panties your mm. Shirley Temple Bars your Vedas who are all drag queens who've been working way, way longer than me and yeah. would probably have much better of a, an aesthetic for that. Mm. But would I want to be involved? Absolutely. Would uh. I want to be some sort of mentor even to produce the show or I help put that show together? I think it would do so well. I think it would and I think that the fact that I came, you know, third in that vote, yeah. the fact that Ireland voted me into a position of in a good position on my show on, sem- on my semi-final that shows that we're changing as a country mm, and we can put drag queens on the telly and the weirdest thing for me was messages from kids and teachers being like you've opened up a conversation in our class yeah. to talk about drag queens which shows that Ireland is ready send me for Eurovision I'll go to Eurovision <laughs> next year for real yeah. Yeah. We've, sent, we've sent mental things to Eurovision um, Tara listen talking about music a little bit Eurovision obviously so you wrote a piece for the Irish Times which I loved mm. and you basically kind of outed yourself as being a music snob when you were younger yeah so I mean obviously you're a DJ now and you're a music writer and stuff so how are you a music snob when you were younger or more so how are you not a music snob now <laughs> I hate music snobs I don't like when you know someone's like thinks that especially when it comes to mainstream and popular music that just because it is popular that it's not cool or it's not good necessarily but when I was a teenager I don't I used to be a musician well yeah. not like I can still play music, but that's what was my ultimate goal, basically, was to be a singer and a, a writer and stuff. And, like, I studied classical music and jazz music, and so I was really, like, you know, into real music, using mm. inverted commas. And so I'd be like, oh, you know, mad for the Arctic Monkeys and stuff like that, you know, like rock bands, especially at the time. This is going back to, like, 2006. But I'd, like, secretly be listening to, like, Destiny's Child and Beyonce. Yeah, Britney I'm, I'm just going to quote you directly now. So I used to secretly listen to the Black Eyed Peas, the Pussycat Dolls and Beyonce alone on my iPod because, God forbid, I listened to popular music. Yeah, because I used to just tease everyone in my school for being into, like, when Taylor Swift first came out, I was like, oh, my God, stage of you. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh, she's so not, like, what do you, like, love story. I remember that vividly coming out and everyone being obsessed with it back home. Um, that was the one where she was Romeo and uh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. All right. Um, All right, Tate. I'm not mad at her. I know. I know. Yeah. You know. Same. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just in my teenage years, I was, and I used to listen to a radio station called Triple J, and it's like an alternative station. Basically, they swear on it and everything. So this is in Australia, though. In Australia, yeah. yeah. So it's part of what's called the ABC, which is the equivalent of RTE in Australia, and basically they just played all alternative music. They didn't play anything that was on the mainstream charts, and I really loved it. I did think I, lo- I think it's a brilliant radio station, but it did get me into this mindset where. I wasn't a credible musician if I was into popular music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
because I was doing like loads of gigs and all that kind of thing and playing um, in a few places around the country and I thought oh if people knew that I was into the pussycat dolls that they wouldn't take me seriously basically it's kind of a weird thing because I feel like music snobs in particular and I don't really like the word snob it it feels very vindictive when you say Mm. it but I do think that it kind of holds a little bit of weight because what I found with some music people who will call them people they can say things like you're not a real music fan and mm. I, I find that kind of really affronting because how can you tell if I'm a real music fan or not just because I don't know the bands that you know mm. but I think that's still very much relevant today like, oh absolutely there, there are people who will give out to you not give out to you but they're definitely judging you if you're not oh, like, yeah. on top of the most recent incredible artists but pop music is huge now it is and I mean even when you say when you look at it recently enough um R&B and hip-hop is massive now. Rap is the new rock and roll, which is a quote you're seeing everywhere. Yeah. But um, when you look at the lineup for Longitude, for example, and it's all um, R&B, hip-hop and rap. And then I remember when that was announced and every like I saw so many people online loving it. Myself, for example, loads and loads of young people loving it as well. But lots and lots of people saying it's the worst lineup they've ever seen. Real music is dead. All this kind of stuff. And that's, to me, what music snobbery is. It's like, like you... Music is subjective. We should all accept each other's um, uh, personal opinions. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of artists that I'm not into, but I'm not going to think less of you for being into that artist. Do you know what I mean? That's what I don't like. And that's what I did experience a lot when I was growing up was because being I was the only girl singer that would be doing gigs but I'd be because my town was really small it'd be around a lot of older musicians and like guys that were really into like rock music and guitar music Mm. so that's why I found it quite hard to express myself musically if Mm. you know what I mean but now like I literally I I remember yesterday actually even at work someone was saying oh did you see so and so's t-shirt like it's got it's had something weird written on it and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't see that. And they were like, God, it's like wearing that, you know, the Britney Spears T-shirt. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm the one that wears the Britney Spears oh T-shirt. God. And then she went red. And she was like, oh, my God, you are. I'm so sorry. And literally, I have one. Like, I, I you know, and I now I embrace that kind of stuff and that kind of music. Yeah. And to be honest, the best gigs I play are... Well, not the best gigs. Like, I love to DJ, like, R&B, hip-hop, urban, pop music as well, um, and also house music. I love doing, like, the old-school house. But I, I DJed in the Button Factory quite recently for a rapper called Cupcake. And beforehand, I got to, like, warm up. It was, like, two hours beforehand. And I was playing all like you know Britney Spears and like uh, Christina Aguilera like yeah. Dirty and stuff and I love that that was the space that I could play that kind of music yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, and it was one of the best gigs I've done honestly And but then you know I could do like a, a really cool like house gig and that'd be one of the best you know so that's yeah. what I mean I'm just a music lover in general I know that sounds really wanky but for real I just love music the only music I don't like that was heavy metal. I will say that. Yeah, I just have never gotten into it. But I don't hate people. But you who don't hate into people it. who do, who do yeah. like it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's your forte. It's just and I don't you think like you're stupid you like. for being into it. You know. No, and then but then in saying that, then there's some heavy metal stuff, or like some bands who would release a song, and I'd be like, God, I kind of like that. Maybe not the proper heavy heavy metal. Yeah. But I think if you're a music lover, you love every sort of music. Like you're having yeah. that conversation there, and that is a world unto my own that I'm like, people actually insult you for liking Britney Spears. 
It's just you kind of have to almost like I remember being like I would move around to different radio stations when I worked in radio and my musical tastes would change Mm. because like I would well because when I was in a a classic music station I would be really into classic because I'd be listening to it constantly when I was in an indie music station I would just think I was the absolute shit because I would know everything about everything although they were playing Adele at the time so I think they were confused as well (laughs) Did you find your personality changed with every Oh completely like one moment I'd be like my friends would be like wow you're really alt this week and I was like I hate that (laughs) word alt and then I would just be like you know singing a classic So would you like go for like like grunge bars to wine bars in the space of two weeks? <laughs> Absolutely, like- yeah. And I, I kind of like realised, okay, well, I can admit the fact that my musical tastes change and mm. that I just actually am exposed to lots of different types. Absolutely. And that's another thing is I'm like that as well where sometimes... I'll just be mad into just listening to like really filthy rap but then the next week I could just be purely listening to like booty love and like you know like (laughs) all like house from the 90s or real cheesy stuff or like steps you know and I'll be going through a phase it's kind of like month by month or I'd be constantly listening to Shania Twain. I'm one of the biggest Shania Twain fans ever. Oh well she's absolutely a classic let's be honest. music is like amazing. Yeah. And you yeah. have to have an open mind though when you listen to Shania Twain because literally everyone's always like, oh, no. No, yeah. I'm into her. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, great for karaoke. It's so good for karaoke. Yeah. so good for karaoke. There's so much good flashbacks and throwbacks and stuff like that. And like the little gems that you heard, like Javine, Javine Hilton, who was like an ex-pop star as the rival sort of thing, she had one single and I still to this day have that single and really? love listening. Javine was the one who didn't get into Girls Allowed. And Isn't then I think the slept with somebody else's husband, but that's allegedly, so we might not be able to say that. <gasps> okay, you're supposed to say allegedly before, but that's okay. <laughs> no worries. We can swap it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, v, do you know Vivi Brown? No. Oh, you need to listen to Vivi Brown, right? Okay. Before Vivi Brown was Vivi Brown, you'll know the song. If I if I if I was to play you a song, I'd be like, I know that. Yeah. But before she was Vivi Brown, she Sing was it. Vanessa. Sing it. No way. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> but before she was she was Vanessa Brown, and she had this other song. And like again, it's one of those things that you can, you're able to go back over the years and go, do you remember that one hit wonder? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you play that in a club because I would do DJ sets, not as good as as Miss Stewart would, but it would be like the play stop, and it's what the gays want to hear on a gig. Okay. So I'm lucky to be able to play the the steps. The, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Christina Aguilera yeah. for two hours straight yeah. and have a lovely, lovely time. Yeah. But then you put in those little, those little gems, and they'll be like, "Oh my!" You can see the whole dance floor go. Do you remember this song? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm at the DJ box, be like, "I know." Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, I remember it. That's like the one song I do with that. Like, it's a rare occasion when I bring it out. But it's usually at like gay nights and stuff. Mm. Is um, Stacey Oracle stuck? Yes, that <gasps> is a secret banger. I'm sorry. What happened to Stacey Oracle? Because I, I had know. her album and I loved it. Jojo, too, li- too late. Yes, no. When you hit I, that out, I interviewed Jojo last year and I was shaking the whole time. And it's videoed and it's out there on YouTube and it's mortifying. <laughs> I literally was like sitting next to her so awkwardly as well. And I just my mouth was so dry. What happened to Jojo? What she just disappeared? She had a legal thing. She was okay. trying to get out of a label. Basically, though, um, she had like more album deals. So it was like Kesha. Yeah, similar vibe. Oh well, not with um, not sexual assault yeah. or anything like that, but um, just being stuck in a contract okay. and then she had to pay out of it and all that. Because one of minute stuff. she was one of these like child wonders 13, 14 year old with the, the craziest voice and then the next thing I, I saw her and she's like 25, 26 yeah, now? I think yeah, she's 27 a, now, yeah. There was such a time though for back in those years where you'd have one single it would be the biggest thing that person would be everywhere mm. all over the world and then the second single they'd be like oh, remember her? And yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. there was so many of them that yeah. had like one hit wonders but yeah. they Boys. really were one hit wonders mm. like huge people and then dropped, gone. I've got an idea I think I'm going to be testing you guys on your music oh knowledge. Oh no. But oh 
fun testing from the 90s but we are going to take a quick break now when we come back we're going to talk about being naked and all the yummy perks that go along with that our spotlight on sport this week is Becky Lynch who is a professional wrestler with the WWE she's incredibly famous and it's all my childhood dreams come true I'm joined on the line now by professional wrestler with the WWE, Becky Lynch. Before we talk about how you're getting on now, Becky, in your career, let's go all the way back. So how did you get from Ireland to the WWE in the first place? Because that's not an easy thing to do. I ask myself that question all the time. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy because I actually started off my, my wrestling journey in Ireland and I I started wrestling when I was 15 in a little school hall down in Bray, County Wicklow. Yeah. Um, when, when they opened up their, the first uh, the first wrestling school in Ireland, I was there on the first day. And I fell in love with it. I was absolutely terrible. Like, I had failed PE. I was an awful athlete. No actual ability whatsoever. But it was something that I found that I wanted to dedicate myself to. Just because I'd always been a fan, always grown up watching it. And, and it was just there was just something about the community and the camaraderie with with the with the guys that I, I absolutely loved. Um, and so then I would travel to England. I would do little wrestling summer camps over there. When I was uh, when I was seventeen, I dropped out of college and then I moved over to uh, to Canada to wrestle over there. And then I wrestled around Canada, around Japan, around. America, around Europe, and, and all over the place. But then at 19, um, I just I, I got injured, and then I wasn't sure if I wanted to pursue it. And so I left it for seven years, and I did everything under the sun that I thought I might possibly want to do. You worked um, um, you worked for Aer Lingus, didn't you, for a little while? <laughs> I did, yeah. I was in Aer, Ling- I was in Aer Lingus. And that, was, that wasn't for you, no? No, that was not for me. Maybe the first couple of weeks it was for me, but yeah. then after that, I was like, oh, no, 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 this isn't for me. I think the uniform more than anything threw me off. <laughs> so you were wrestling, and, uh, so you wrestled in Europe and in Canada as well. And then I suppose after taking a break for so yeah. long, was that then when you went back and got into NXT or, or did you do something before you went straight into NXT? So what happened was that I, I left it but I, it never, it sounds super dramatic, I left it, but it never left me, you know, okay. like there was always something in the, in the back of my head that was, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be in WWE and you've left it and, and you need to find a way back, you know, if I've burned too many bridges or, or what I'd done. So I, I, uh, I was actually, I didn't, I did a degree in acting and I was, I was in uh, DIT. Mm. I, I ended up getting a job as a stunt woman on the Vikings I'd, I'd, I'd applied to try and get a role acting so then I found myself on the set of the Vikings going okay I, I have to flag my way onto this I don't yeah. know what I'm doing mm. so I went down to um, I went down to a wrestling school and I, I started training there so I was like okay if I can at least get that confidence that I had in wrestling and then apply it to stunt work well then I'll, I'll just seem more believable yeah so uh, so I did that, and when I went down, the guy that was teaching the the uh, class, Joe Cabray, you haven't lost it. And later on, we were talking about promos, and I guess you could just hear the, the passion with which I was talking about wrestling. And he was like, man, have you ever gone for a tryout? Because I think you'd get it. And I had all these other plans. I was about to move off to New York. Um, I had just my life planned out. But as soon as he said that, I, I, I felt like, you know, that's that's what I'm supposed to do, and that's 
that is what I uh, I need to do and I need to get back there. So then I went for the tryout and as soon as I had as soon as I as soon as I had the tryout lined up and it was in Birmingham in England, um, I knew that I was going to get it. I, I just there was no way that I wasn't going to get it. It just seemed too much like fate. Um, and, uh, and and lo and behold, I got it. And then I was I was sent off to NXT um, a few months later, maybe six six months later. And uh, and then I was in NXT for two years and, and been up on the main roster for nearly three years. So with NXT, like a lot of fans of wrestling have seen it. And I think it kind of reached a huge new audience when it started to feature on the reality shows and stuff. But what, what is it like in NXT on a day-to-day basis in terms of training? Like, was it a huge culture shock when you arrived? So it was a huge shock for me because I hadn't wrestled in seven years. Yeah. So, um, so, so trying to regain that confidence and people thinking like, oh, she was a wrestler, you know, or she is a wrestler. I'm being like, no, I haven't stepped, stepped foot in here in, in seven years. But luckily, um, regardless of how bad I was in training, I feel like I'm good at communicating and good at uh, emoting. And I think that's been the thing that's connected me with the audience more than anything. And uh, Dusty Rhodes saw that, and he he was really um, a great backer for me in 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 that regard. And yeah. He loved that I always came in with different ideas and um, different characters and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the day to day training goes, I would go in. We would train for three hours in the ring. And maybe have a half hour break, then go and train for an hour and a half doing uh, strength training and conditioning. Um, and then I would go, um, often they would have extra ring practice. Yeah. So I would go and, and do that for another two hours. And then on, I think it was Wednesday nights, we would have, um, we would have promo class with Dusty Rhodes. And uh, so we would go and we'd do a promo and he would uh, give us criticism and critique and, and uh, criticism sound, sound more negative than that. <laughs> but yeah, he would give us critique and, um, and, and, and uh, yeah, help us grow and learn and all those good things. And when you kind of made your debut then, when you, when you made it up onto the main roster, you were, you were being aligned with the likes of the Bella Twins and, and people like this, like really well-known divas at that stage. Did you feel any extra pressure at that point? No, I don't think I felt any extra pressure per se. I think we were coming out of such an exciting time with NXT where we really, really were changing the landscape and how people viewed um, one the women and um, and two just NXT in general. It yeah. was just such a great. Uh, thing to be part of you know you really felt like we were building something special because we went from wrestling in front of 40 people to then wrestling in front of um, at the first NXT takeover which was last summer in front front of 13,000 people Yeah. so it really was like um, we really had built something and people were so invested in the women that a lot of us had had our own merch already before we got to the main wrestling Um and that was that was a big change, and uh, so I think I think it was just less of a pressure and more just continuing on and 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 trying to build build on top of what we'd already done. Becky, I need to ask you about this um, quinoa saga that's happening at the moment. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to you without asking you about quinoa. So I suppose this kind of plays into your online personality, and you have a massive social media following, and it's attributed, I think, time and again to your sense of humor when it comes to some of your storylines and stuff. So what exactly happened? You were hung out to dry for not helping your mate or something like that, and then it turned into. I, I'm presuming you're gonna have amazing sponsorship deals with various quinoa brands moving forward. <laughs> Oh gosh, I have no idea. But yeah, so so there was it was the it was the SmackDown after WrestleMania, and Charlotte was out there putting a promo, and um and then uh, then the two Australian girls, Billy and and Peyton, debuted, and they beat her up, and then she lost the title. Um and and I was just inundated by tweets of like, where was Becky? Yeah. Blah, blah 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 blah. Your friend lost the title. And, um, and there was no explanation, so I had to I had to give one. <laughs> and your explanation know, was backstage <laughs> eating quinoa. Good quinoa, eating the quinoa and catering. That's amazing, and it's kind of hung around now. So you're a firm favorite of quinoa backstage. <laughs> Absolutely. It's getting me into lots of trouble. Before I let you go, Becky, what would your ultimate fantasy match be with any wrestler, male or female, currently wrestling or retired? Oof. Oof. Um, I think it would be versus uh, Tiger Mask one Sayama. He's my favorite wrestler, so so that might be my, that would be my favorite. And probably That'd more more important question: Do you think that you would take him? Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, sure. For the sake of this interview, yes. <laughs> Brilliant response, Becky Lynch. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Okay, so we are back. So we were talking about music there before and a little bit of music snobbery and then some just absolute classics from the 90s and the 2000s. So I thought that I would test you on your 90s music knowledge. I'm so nervous. It's just really, it's just fun. So I'm going to read you out lyrics and then you're going to tell me the name. Is there a buzzer? Do I have to press no. a buzzer? Can we use Shazam? I no? don't, no you can't. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> yeah, to sing them so I don't think Shazam would work. And also, no, we'll give you both the opportunity to answer okay. and then I'll let you know if you're right or not. Okay. I've done okay. a few of these quizzes on the show and sometimes we use like pretend buzzers but that just gets everybody stressed out so, okay. we, so we don't do that okay. I'm just like punching Tara in the face <laughs> no. yeah. so we'll just give you both a turn yes. and we'll do about three or four questions and see who's better at their 90s okay first one I could put my arms around every boy I see easy see I need a melody that's just the music yeah. in me do you know what I mean I, f- I feel like <laughs> I want to say Mandy Moore but I think I'm totally wrong is that your final answer? That's my final answer, Mandy Moore. I could put my arms around every boy I see. If I can try and do it a little bit like... Right. Put my arms around every boy I see. Uh, I don't know. I, I, was, I feel like Mandy Moore I thought Moore this, this was the easy one. No, no I don't know I where you're going to go next. No, if, if, no, see, that's what I mean. I'm, bad. I'm really bad um, at this. Okay, so that was... That's zero points. You uh, both suck it? at this. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares oh. to you. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> Wrong crowd. <laughs> We've just been talking about Jojo, Christina Aguilera, and you're Sinead O'Connoring me? No, Sorry, it was it was 90s. Okay, this one is going to be more in line with this. Now I can see that we've fallen apart from the way that it used to be. Come on, you have to know this. I honestly... You no, need to sing these, I'm sorry. My boyfriend like will be listening to this being like, Tara's going to be so bad because I can't remember any lyrics to everything. Like, I'll be singing to... Like, lip-syncing, basically. Yeah. And I, my mouth won't be going into the lyrics at all. I'm going to give you guys a hint. This is the boy band. 
Um, okay, NSYNC. Say the lyric again. Now I can see that we've fallen apart. Westlife. It used to be. Is it Westlife? Is that your final answer? My final She said NSYNC first, so she doesn't get the. It is Backstreet yes, Boys. Yes, that was just a guess. I want it that way. I want it. You see, you need to sing it. I'm not going to sing. I this is. I should have picked a different quiz. I've way. always wanted to go into an airplane hangar and be like... <laughs> okay, final one because we're all really bad at this. Yeah. I am not the one to sit around and be played. Oh! I am not the one to sit around I and be played. Oh my God, it's in my head! I am not the one to sit around and be... <laughs> I feel like I recently listened to that. Me too. It's like a. It's a is yes, it Destiny's Child? It is. Yes! It is Say My Name, Destiny's oh. Child. Damn it, we did recently listen. I literally DJed that last night. I played that. I was like, this is definitely like recent. Recent. <laughs> thought Damn I had it. the right crowd for that, but. Oh, no, uh, I just don't. I have a really bad memory. That's it. It's not, not you. We it's me. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. We should do a RuPaul Drag Race music quiz because I think we'd both be good at that one. Yeah. Maybe. That's for the next step. Yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. the lyrics one is probably like if I had sang them, you'd probably be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to humiliate myself. I, I, so did I? Get, did I win? You won. Great. Yeah, just, just about. I think just, it was like uh, two one. Yeah, whatever. Does it really matter? In the grand scheme of life, does yeah. this matter? No. Does it really matter? Absolutely not. That was really just for <laughs> no, my amusement, anyway. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Kim Kardashian. It's a funny subject because I say on the podcast that we don't talk about this kind of stuff that often the Kardashians but we are talking about the most weeks these days yeah. so Kim Kardashian she was in the headlines again she has a new perfume that's coming out and of course in true Kardashian fashion she started promoing it with nude pictures of herself on Instagram now I didn't know that this was a perfume and I also wasn't uh, taken aback I suppose when I started seeing the pictures because it's very much like what Kim Kardashian mm. does so everyone's used to it you know at this point so yeah she's in she's gotten in I wouldn't call it trouble but people are talking about it again and people are kind of getting at her because she's 37 and because she's a mother and I think even more like when I hear that say when you're saying like how old she is and that she's a mother and yeah. that she's probably naked I'm like fair play to her mm. I'm like you know if you want to use your body like well, not use your body but if you want express yourself like that I don't really care um, I I'd also be like you know if you're proud of the way you look she's clearly very proud even if she's got doesn't matter I don't care how she got her body but um, you know whether it's plastic surgery or exercising all the time or even having the time being a celebrity to be able to exercise and get yeah. a body like that I'm just like if she's confident just do it whatever but I do think it's a little bit random to be doing the whole body thing and because it's for a perfume I did like I would have expected that maybe for like I think it was like a skincare thing like a cream mm. or a body butter or something but I do think it's quite random for a perfume for her to be doing the whole body Naked the, stuff. The, the naked yeah, stuff. I just was like, oh, it doesn't I mean, really the, Im- the images me. are absolutely beautiful. Like, mm. they really are. And I think, like, you know, they were screenshot and like sent around to WhatsApp groups and stuff. And everyone's just like, none of us have not seen this before from her. Like, I think we've all seen Kim Kardashian completely naked. I've mm. seen Kim Kardashian more naked than I've seen myself naked. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah same. So it's not really surprising. I think there was one image of, and you can really see the pubic bone. And I Lovely. suppose... You can almost <laughs> see, like, the... Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But you can see most of it. Yeah. But you can almost see, like, internal. I'm just thinking... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to say it. Internal? <laughs> you know what and I mean? that's what you chose? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a reality show I will not be watching. <laughs> it is though. Like you can really see. And you know what I was thinking when I was looking at that image? I wasn't thinking, yes, girl, so empowering. I was thinking, God, her laser hair removal person is a <laughs> worker. Yeah. Because that is the smoothest skin I have ever seen. And I've had laser hair removal, but like it's magic. Yeah. I, I think we're doing what the Kardashian brand wants. Wants us to do. And as much yeah. as we can complain, I think that there's people in this in this world who who would get who would get criticized for that and they would get torn down for that. But when we talk about the Kardashians, we talk about it for twenty minutes, we sell that product yeah. and mm. then we move on to the next shocking thing. When she broke the internet with that with the champagne on her bum and all yeah. the rest of it, mm. we spoke about that for months. They did yeah. skits, they did everything. And that to us was Chris Jenner going ching 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 ching. The exactly. money was being brought in. She's a beautiful woman. There's nothing wrong with her being 37. No. Mm. And and all that sort of stuff. The only thing I worry about is you know if this was a normal person the child and their future the children and their future and what mammy did when she was a kid but they're probably going to be so taken away from that that reality that reality of life and they're going to live the same life that she's led Mm. so they're never going to be touched for that but it is those people around that I would worry about like we all make decisions in life and those decisions not only affect us as people they affect our families our friends our businesses you know so but we're not in that land Do you know we don't have to they, they don't have to worry about what their ma thinks or what you know the boss thinks because they are their boss mm. it's interesting because um, one of the journalists here at her Jade she wrote a piece and it, the, the headline was like what exactly are moms supposed to look like and it was just it was a really interesting look at the fact that you know a lot of the times Kim Kardashian is dragged for being um, a mother and kind of showing this amount of skin yeah. and I don't, I don't agree with that but I did I, I said to Jade I was like I actually don't think it has anything to do with her being a mother what does kind of get to me is the representation that she is portraying with her body and the thing is it's not about confidence in her body I think it's amazing that she's so confident with her mm-hmm. body fair play to her I wish she was more honest with how she got her body yeah, that's yeah, slightly yeah, yeah, the different yeah. thing she's 37 I'm 31 right mm. her ass is way bigger than my ass this is just like looking at it she's the same height as me I have so many more stretch marks than mm. she does mm. and I know that it's not through exercise exercise and eating well and eating well it's yeah. just not so I wish that she would actually give a truer representation because I remember there was that one episode where someone papped her on a beach or something and the pictures were um, they were they weren't the best right they didn't you know just reality pictures reality. you could yeah. see like dimples and you could see stuff and like the woman's had children like there's mm. definitely going to be marks and stuff like that um, and she flipped out and she mm. said that they were photoshopped and she said that it was all bullshit and like I wish that there was a, she was more honest with it and yeah. also do you remember that famous picture of her like 10 years ago with the tape that was holding her boobs up mm. yes. and now she, they just sit up like that like yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. they have all the money in the world at their disposal and if you want to do it surgeons. and yeah. if you want to do it no problem exactly something you kind of tipped on there and I, I only kind of thought about it now was that what about kids who are looking at that yeah oh no so totally. I'm, yeah, to- yeah, yeah, I'm totally yeah. for her own children but then when you were talking I was like oh but hold on a minute what about 14 year old girls here who want to mm. look like Kim Kardashian I and have no, have no realism of what there's, it's I unattainable think that would, I think with Kylie Jenner though that would be the equivalent for the teenagers yeah. especially because when you look at the before and after pictures of her it's actually insane how different she looks yeah. but honestly since she got lip fillers and maybe not just her but the Kardashians but especially Kylie Jenner you know becoming coming into the limelight as her own entity I guess um like lip fillers were then everywhere mm. you know like I, see, like I see so many people with lip fillers now and 
I'm like, no, no, I don't care. No, I don't care at all. A few of my friends have them. Like, yeah, I just, absolutely. And like, I have nothing, no problem with that. But I mean, it's teenagers getting it. That's yeah. what I, that, and like that body dysmorphia setting in they're at just, a younger age. They're so age. young. And I do think like when you're kind of iconic, I suppose we can call them that. They yeah. will be studied in decades to come as like a family that were able to build this empire. What I think is interesting is that they have defined the realms of what beauty is. Oh, absolutely. And I think that they have made it better to be curvy, which is fantastic, and they very much embrace that. But the right curvy, but, though. But the, this That's is it. For them, I mean, I don't mean, like, in general. I'm not saying I agree, but I mean, like, I mean, I, I actually like that, yeah, Big Bums is, like, apparently cool now. Actually, yeah. now, according to an article I read last week, Big Boobs are in big bums are out so what? I'm kind of raging that was too fast we didn't uh, have bums exactly. for long enough yeah. but like I remember in school being like teased for having a fat bum and yeah. all the time and like I'm wanting to and actually like changing the way I stood so that my bum wouldn't stick out because yeah. I wanted to not have a bum and now I love that you know it's like yeah if she's got a big ass like it's deadly but it's the but it's right also, kind of curvy, it, though. It's they, the tiny waist. It goes waist. with the tiny waist. Yeah. And it, Which isn't realistic it's for not, many women, it's especially It's not realistic myself. for many women. And I do think that with Kylie Jenner, I think we forget how young she is. Yeah. And I think that we forget that, you know, the amount of stuff that they're changing with their faces and everything like this it's fine they have every right to do that I don't think there's a problem with it but so many people are influenced by them so if Kim Kardashian was to put like plaster all over her body and make a perfume out of that fair play but I wish she could say oh and by the way I've had um, this amount of surgery done to my body in order to maintain this because there's no way that her body looks like that naturally it's just not attainable and it's not like we don't know about it it's not like you're looking going you've not always looked like that you've Mm. only recently looked like that so just be honest about yeah. We'll, we'll have a bit more respect I for the situation because everything that's happening in Ireland at the moment with the influencers and the amount of shit that we're giving them and yet we're perfectly okay to yeah. accept that Kylie Jenner has all of a sudden grown the largest ass in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. out of nowhere yeah. but, that's, but that's an Irish thing that's an Irish thing completely people do well for themselves and people make the smallest little mistakes and we are on them to, to make them do or to, to give them flack and to give them problems so those bloggers and influencers yeah there's some who I don't agree with the way they deal with their business and stuff like that Mm. but then there is some who are giving a positive message to girls and to kids and to boys out there but like that that's the that's the Irish mentality you're doing well for yourself we must find a way to tear you down Mm. I know that's not a very good thing it's a horrible thing it's a horrible thing even even going on even going on television for two episodes of a a, a reality show I got so much hate really from Mm. the Irish community on Twitter and on Facebook and on you know all the rest of it like trolls like uh, trolls oh yeah, yeah yeah trolls but then you even hear back like I said earlier on from people in your own community and people being like like giving you flack and talking talking shit about you and you're mm. like lads what is with this like yeah. I, I I changed my opinion I became single last uh, June and it was a big big effect for me mm-hmm. and I said to myself from this moment on I am just going to be positive yeah we all have a bitch and a, and a moan mm. to our friends but like yeah. look at the hack of horror all yeah, that sort of stuff but you have to take the positive from every situation I and find that you're less then, productive if you're negative oh, like, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm being Holds negative or if you're having like a bad day and I've got so much to do in a day the thought of going through that day with like a cloud over you or the thought of being like angry or or being like in some way negative I do think it holds back your productivity and I think you need to let it go but sometimes I have to actually say to myself in the morning be positive today mm. if, if I'm yeah. going to have a bitch and a moan like I'll voice clip my friends on WhatsApp be like okay disclaimer I'm going to be negative but I'm going to end in a positive positive." Yeah. and I've just found that that 
has changed my A, my, my, my business brain and B, what I've been able to do in the last year since yeah. becoming single mm. and since being my own person and being that positive person. It has changed my life and I hate being that preachy person. But you are. I am. I'm totally <laughs> being that preachy person. No, no, I'm wrong telling with that. you, yeah. if you can adapt a little bit of positivity to, to each situation, yeah. we won't be getting this negativity. And that Irish mentality could change a little bit from being that, like, oh, look, a horse doing well, she must be, you know, yeah, doing must something be wrong. Sleeping or, with someone but like, yeah. Even yeah. like that, even talking about, like, she's definitely getting laid. She's <laughs> she sleeping her way to the top. The bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny, though, like, even talking about Kim Kardashian, that's why, like, I, I'm wary about talking about these kind of pop culture situations on the show because it sometimes can spill into negativity and I don't ever want it to be mm. about that I don't ever want it to be like Kim Kardashian is lying to the people and stuff but it's just such a huge moment in social media when these kind of things yeah. happen totally. the massive pop culture and going to be future pop cultures that we'll be talking about so you, exactly. it's unavoidable to talk about I think so too but I think what's interesting is that like if we were to like that think about our own environment and think about the amount of shit that we give people in the Irish celebrity community yeah. and then maybe I don't know we it would might transfer over. it might transfer over a little mm. bit because I guarantee Kim Kardashian is not worried about what we're talking about today on the show <laughs> yeah she is she definitely listens I, I know think. she listens yeah. <laughs> she tweeted me and she told me she was listening <laughs> allegedly yeah. and also I, if, if postage and packaging wasn't so much I'd probably buy the perfume as well but it's, yeah. Just yeah. Too, it's too much. You, you I do pay it. double the amount sometimes for for for, yeah, like, for it to get in. whatever the product is. You're probably paying half of what the product price yeah. is for the postage and packaging. I do have to say I like the bottles. They like the crystal. They look like crystals or something. Oh, that was the first one. They look oh, like um, so the crystals. next one's the body. The one. next one is actually a, a bust of her body. Did someone else oh. do that? Uh, Jean Paul Gaultier has been doing yeah. that for years and years, and that was the first. Uh, J Lo wasn't J Lo's yeah, like no, but Jean Paul Gaultier has been first though. Okay, because I looked when I look. I read the article. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the picture and I was like oh it looks like a John paul Gaultier bottle yeah. Yeah. and I kind of thought to myself will she get in trouble for that because I guarantee you that man has that trademarked and yeah, has that has thinking. that sink down I, what I do think is funny though and this is again I'm not trying to criticise or anything but there's, there is a shot the ones of her lying down and stuff they're beautiful I think they were shot by Vanessa Beecroft which is like a, a fantastic photographer but there's one shot of her two cameras straight and she's got the plaster all over her body and it is like almost internal and I, I just don't think I don't I think I just don't think a full frontal like, of your yeah. just turn a little to the side yeah. maybe or like, yeah. I just can't imagine standing there like fanny out <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said it oh my god the seal is broken getting a picture taken I'm, I'm going to have to edit that out obviously yeah. we won't say the F word again yeah but I don't know like, it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing I was uh, talking to some of the listeners I was asking them about like what kind of things that they want on the show like mm. topics and stuff and they definitely said to get more men on the show because okay. they wanted to get like the inside track so do you think fanny first is attractive I Thing. Maybe the wrong person to be the wrong man to be asking. Possibly the right wrong man to be asking. See, I'm getting flustered even with the word. What is it? Can I confuse? Honey, what? Where? Where? Um, no, I right in front of you. Stuff of nightmares. No, I'm only messing. I'm, no, because I'll get read by women now. When you see being like, "What's wrong with the vagina? No, Nothing's nothing. wrong with it. I just don't want it in my face." Thank you so much. Uh, but that would kind of go. That yeah. would kind of go. I can't believe I just said that. But I would not like a vagina in the face either. <laughs> but, so there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm. That's not my taste. It's not what you. So there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. I always the think. Drag I think me. it's good to kind of always think about you know equality, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think like a man standing there. Just looking at me straight, 
You mean, do you mean his <laughs> yes <laughs> like I don't, if Kanye was bringing out a perfume right yeah and that was his bottle oh as a selling point I know. wouldn't buy that yeah, yeah I'd yeah. buy that <laughs> see that's it like yeah different tastes I but, guess. Di- but it is different it is different tastes and I do but think but she's also standing there and she kind of looks like she's about to get run over like <laughs> there's no expression in her yeah. face there never is like, yeah, we won't, that won't be the case when she it's, can't when it's, have expression she can't have expression and that won't be the case when we're buying the bottle and we're looking at the bottle oh, you know, no, sort of no, way. Like, of we're not going to be like oh there's Kim Kardashian's fanny yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that word on we're this probably podcast. not I don't think it's that bad so before I let you go tell me what's coming up next for you guys lots of stuff um, well obviously you're both going to the same event tonight that I'm not invited to that's fine we no, have, it wasn't, it's not oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah it's oh, like yeah. you have to buy a ticket but event Tara, Tara didn't even know that I was going to be on the show tonight she yeah. asked me she's like are you going to that I was like no I'm on, I'm on that gig so okay. we, I will be on Dragged Up this uh, tonight yeah. which obviously this will probably air this after. is going out on Monday yeah but if Dragged Up is your show though Dragged Up is my show mm-hmm. that we do once a month in the George mm-hmm. we invite uh, RuPaul's Drag Race stars over uh, you know and they perform with us it's okay. lots and lots of fun you've yeah. got myself Victoria Secret Pixie Woo, Regina George, all part of the cast as well. They get like the biggest like RuPaul drag race stars to come over. It's mental. Yeah. So can you tell us some of the like upcoming ones that are coming? Well, we do have uh, the cast of season 10, which is the current season of, of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is on Netflix now. Um, they are coming in August wow. of this year. And then in October, we're back with Heels of Hell, which is the touring show we do, the Halloween show with Sharon Needles, Alaska, all the all the goodies. Yeah. Um, and we will be in Vicar Street on the 30th of October and of course you were talking about the Ringmasters earlier on as yeah, well yeah the Ringmasters Drag Race 2018 you're is so busy on the show oh my god it hasn't are stopped are you tired I am do you know I'm taking three days off this week oh my god oh, Sunday so Monday Tuesday I haven't had a, do you know I haven't had a set of three days off since October wow. with the Ireland's Got Talent stuff Panto I do all the different what things are you I gonna do, do? Uh, I'm going to a lovely can I name the place where I'm going sure uh, Belinter House in County Navan a friend of mine is a manager down there so he's given me a gorgeous suite and I'm bringing my friend down with me oh. um, and we're going to have two days spa. down there spa just oh, chill amazing. no phone out the window Prosecco Serious. come on let's go <laughs> no phone no Prosecco phone, no business no nothing so I'm just going to take three days off and just chill that's amazing wait you're going to be gone Monday as well Sunday Sunday Monday oh, you're going to need your phone for to just tweet this out a little bit absolutely <laughs> okay. don't you worry I'll we'll have do it a little bit of tweeting um, so the, the dragged up shows are ticketed though and people can get information online and yeah, all that yeah dragged kind of up.net for all that the, the ringmaster drag race you can check out the ringmaster drag race on Facebook you can get yeah. tickets there they're only like eight quid um, and it's going to be a really, really good fun. And Tara might be there too. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. And Tara, obviously, 2FM. Yeah. That's where um, people can hear you. I'll be reporting the news as per usual <laughs> on their, well, the entertainment news, that is not the not the proper stuff, as one would say. <laughs> um, but I think you from, can read the news, lovely. Yeah, no, I think, I, that's how my first demo, yeah. my first demo was actually like me listening and copying the BBC news reports and it was like really uptight. So <laughs> We need to hear that. I know, I need to try and find it. Um, but apart from that, I'm, um, DJing a few festivals coming up like Life Festival next month Body and Soul and then I'll be at like Longitude and Electro Picnic but then like loads of little small gigs coming up between then as well and yeah that's it really fantastic so everybody go and follow Tara Stewart and Paul Ryder on all the social medias they're great fun that is all the time we have for now thank you so much to my guest panellists this week Shane Dempsey was on sound Fiona Delaney and Kat Stewart were helping me out behind the scenes I'm Neve Marr and we will chat to you next week 